0: You're listening to The Good Girls Get Rich Podcast, episode 227. Welcome to The Good Girls Get Rich Podcast with your host, Karen Yankovic. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello there, I'm Karen Yankovich, the host of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast, and I am so excited for episode 227 for our guest Morgana Ray today. I mean, come on, no matter how good we are with our money, no matter how we create income, create wealth, create abundance in our life, who doesn't want a little financial alchemy in their world, right? Morgana talks about creating a new relationship with money and this was such a fun interview to do I loved having a chance to get to know Morgana better and to really dive deep into what she talks about here on this on the show so dive in you're gonna love this episode meet Morgana. So we have Morgana Ray with us today, and Morgana is an international number one best-selling author, seven-figure mentor coach for over 28 years, a favorite guest expert on the Wall Street Journal and all the major television networks. Morgana cultivates and supports world-changing women leaders to heal the rift between heart, spirit, and money to save the world as only they can. That is such a beautiful bio. Morgana, I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So... This is so right up my alley talking about this because, you know, the women that, the people that listen to this show know that I am all for there being more wealthy women in the world. I think that is what will change the world. You call it save the world, and I'm sure that's true too. And I also know that there's an energetic component to this right If we some of, many of the women that I work with have aspirations that are so beautiful but their energy doesn't match their aspirations mm-hmm. And that disconnect right there is is the number I think is one of the number one things that causes them to not reach their aspirations is they energetically aren't matched to them right So how do you start to think and be like that? So I love that you talk about heart and spirit as you talk about money. So tell us a little bit about Morgana what brought you to doing this work?
1: Well, honestly, I never set out to be a money coach, never in a million years. I I went to college and got a degree in religion. Oh. And not even not even mainstream religion. We're talking like the most obscure tantric Asian mystical religious traditions. I got into what I do, honestly, it's like a big cosmic joke. Okay. I only do what I do because I failed on such a spectacularly dramatic level on everybody else's solutions to the money problem. Like I, oh my that goodness, right? I never set out to be a money coach. I was, you know, I thought maybe I'd become a rabbi. I got my degree in religion from Smith College and not even not even really studying the mainstream or Western stuff. I was like diving into the weeds of the most obscure tantric mystical traditions and just always, always fascinated by and maybe even obsessed by what is the nature of being a human being and and what is the nature of this universe we live in and how do we have a better experience while we're here? So that's kind of where I came from. And I live in LA. So when I started coaching back, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth in 1994, (laughs) When nobody heard, knew what a coach was. And I would say, well, I was a coach and they'd say, what sport? And then I would have to go into a really right. long, rambling, awkward explanation of what a life coach is. It wasn't, it's so much easier now. But anyway, I had all these, I started out in the entertainment industry and I had all of these clients who have since become celebrities. And it was almost like I had a magic touch. I'm a good connector, very intuitive, very good ear for marketing and how to market the unmarketable. And clients were winning awards and getting TV series and major motion pictures or selling their movies or whatever really quickly. And I had a line of people who wanted to work with me. And I also had what I can only describe as Superhuman powers of money repulsion. You use wow. the word energy, but I and and it, and I'm sure there's an experiential impact of that. But I think there's deeper than that. Even energy is sort of the symptom of what's underneath. Is I had such discomfort with the whole commerce thing. There's so much pain and ick in the world between people, in family drama, in world events. You know, whether it's pollution or war or human trafficking or just unfairness, there's a lot of ick that is tied in with money that me, as this who love and light Southern California healer type, just (laughs) didn't didn't want to be part of. I wanted to care about people. And so I had the Ivy League education, I had at least half a dozen sort of coaching certifications at the time, master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis and blah, 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 blah. And really like dialed in marketing, the tagline, the branding, the website, the public speaking, the mountains of celebrity testimonials. And I was struggling to make $100 a month in what? los
0: angeles I wish you guys could see her yeah. very animated about this 2003
1: oh, no, beat that listeners don't don't yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, hear i'm competitive do but don't it wow was... yeah when i when i fail i you know it's it was dramatic <laughs> and hopeless um, I would take, I was every month I was flying out of town to take more trainings, get more certifications. I was taking every marketing class. I was working with a coach. I did not have money for rent. So I was just paying for everything with debt and borrowing. And I had like, you know, this shameful secret that I can help you with your life, but I'm not making money. And there was this moment where... I had just taken this class on overcoming sales objections, which was like, you know, they teach you the magical words to say when somebody says, oh, I'd love to, but I can't afford it or I don't have time or whatever. Right. Right, And this was my Hail Mary, the, the, the Holy Grail. And I took the class and I'm a great student. I was hit by a car in a coma for a week, had a traumatic brain injury, couldn't sleep for years and still graduated high school as a national merit scholar because damn, I will do whatever it takes. I am a good student. Yeah. So I took the class and I completely nailed all the scripts, all the things you're supposed to say. And seven people in a row, said, oh, I would love to, but, and I whipped out my magical, like, script, and they, and talked them into hiring me. But here's the punchline. Seven people in a row said yes, and seven people in a row never showed up and never paid. Because when you overcome somebody's objection, that's disrespectful. I don't believe you should ever have to talk anybody into hiring you. And it didn't matter what I was doing. It didn't matter what I was doing because what I didn't know that I was doing was I was actively pushing money away as if my life depended on it. And I didn't know that until like the seventh person stood me up and I lost my last gasp of hope of ever being wanted, ever making a living. It was like the cruelest joke that I finally, finally, at 32 freaking years old, finally knew what I was here to do on earth. And I was so good at it. I was like a miracle worker and I couldn't make a living at it. And it was just like the biggest F you from the universe.
0: I bet so many people listening can relate to so much of this. That's Uh, why I love that you're saying this. Yeah, I love that you're saying this.
1: So I honestly, I I fell apart. I remember being in my little tiny one-bedroom apartment that I couldn't afford and pulling the drapes shut, blacking out my bedroom like a crypt, getting on my bed and simply screaming, screaming and crying and raging my heart out until I had nothing left. And at that moment, which is like, you know, you just sink to the bottom of the ocean, I When I had sunk all the way and I had just like nothing, nothing left, I had two thoughts. One was for me specifically was, hey, maybe money needs to be my next area of spiritual growth, which, by the way, is a complete cheat because spirituality is like so much easier for me. I thought if I hide the money in the spiritual box, maybe I can deal with it. But what was actually more useful was, I mean, they're both useful. But I think what was the beginning of the shift was I also wondered, what the heck is going on inside of me that can't be with money? Because I'd never had that thought before that there's like on paper, I should be doing great. I'm doing everything my coach tells me to do. I'm doing everything every class tells me to. I'm actually paying to take classes that are telling me to do the stuff that I've already done. You know, and nothing's working. And it was like, what is going on inside of me that can't be with money? Because this
0: doesn't make sense. It's so powerful. What is going on inside of me that can't be with money?
1: Well, it gets deeper. Okay, we're listening. Because I had a call with my coach the next day. And I usually am like, okay, give it to me, coach. What do I need to do? And I was just like... I I want to curse right now. I don't know if that's part of. Sure, go ahead. (laughs) I was just like, fuck it all. I just was like, "Ah, fuck it all. (laughs) I just was so angry and despaired and exhausted and miserable. And we had tried everything and I had done everything and nothing, nothing moved the dial. And my coach asked me this weirdo freaky question out of nowhere that changed my life. He asked me, if your money was a person, who would your money be? And in that moment, out of nowhere, because I was in so much pain, I instantly saw this person who was this big, scary, dirty, violent biker who caused fights and terrified me and was all bad and dangerous. And I could feel my whole body pulling back. And I could also see myself like like watching him 24-7 to create maximum distance between the two of us. And I never in my life knew that I felt that way about money or that I was doing that. That
0: so, is this, I was so this was this biker guy, scary guy. I don't want to make say, well, biker guys are scary, but is this guy, was it somebody that you knew or was it a person? No. That it wasn't and like I, a person. was a show right? It wasn't that. Yeah, okay.
1: completely imaginary. Yeah. And by the way, bikers are cool. This right, was right. not, this guy was right, not. Right. He was bad. And I knew how frightened I was by him. And I could feel my whole body going, danger, 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 must create, must keep maximum distance. And suddenly everything made sense. No matter what I did or how well I did it, the whole like unit of that makes me Morgana knew that this was unsafe. And we needed to create distance. And that's where the results were coming from. Results come from our subconscious, not from our conscious. Love our conscious mind, Big fan. That's not where the results come from like 95 or 98% of the time, which is infuriating for a national math and and science scholar who (laughs) really wants to live in this like Newtonian universe, X plus Y equals Z sorry. Right. So it was really clear to me that there was no way that I could have money in my life if it was that guy, because he was bad. That's it. He was bad. And I never knew that I felt that way about money until I was in that much pain and I made it a person. And by the way, there are six steps and I'll walk you through them. I'm just sort of subtly planting. Yeah, them right sure.
0: Now. I'm sure I'm fascinated. I'm sure and, everybody and else oh, is too.
1: Punchline, by the way, like spoiler alert the root cause of the money monster is never about money. You will not change your money situation by changing your money story. Although it's great marketing, change your money story, change your like, yeah, it's it's great. Marketing doesn't work. And I can tell you that because I've coached so many thousands of people and I have a lot of people who started at zero who have multiple millions now and documented success stories, just endless. So I got rid of the biker. Yay! I got rid of the monster. New problem. I just rejected money, and I live in Los Angeles. Yeah,
0: that's that should be that's tricky. That's tricky. Yeah, it's
1: very tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I and and the weird thing at that moment was that I became acutely aware of the emptiness where this relationship had been. This relationship I'd been in my whole life, completely unaware, sort of like a fish in water, and I never felt it or was aware of the presence until I made it a person and removed it. And then suddenly it was like, all the air was sucked out. There was like, whoa, vacuum. And I, and I thought to myself, crap, <laughs> by the way, this is, this is a, a, a frequent motif. Yay. I got what I want. Fuck. Now what? Right. I do right. love to curse. Right. Thank you for the permission. Yeah, so I <laughs> <yeah. laughs> So yeah, I got rid of the monster now, I'm, but I don't, I can't allow him to come back and I don't want anything like him. And I've got this empty space and nature reports a vacuum. Now what? And I thought to myself, okay, who could I want in my life so much that I'd be willing to have this person in my life, even if it's money. And because the pain was so big and because the biker dude felt so real and because he was so gone when i asked myself that question i got an answer and just like i spontaneously saw the biker and by the way i'm the world's worst visualizer if you ask me to sit down and imagine myself by a river i will spend 45 minutes trying to figure out which river i hate that stuff <laughs> but when the emotions are so strong you don't we don't want to leave it up to your brain right So, we we wanted to just kind of bubble out of that like place where dreams come because this is the language of your subconscious, which, as I said earlier, that's where the results really come from. Right. So, I asked myself that question who could I want so much? And being a silly romantic fool, but it actually works best this way. uh, The person who showed up in my mind's eye was this tall, dark, handsome, romantic, sweet, loving safe, trustworthy, devoted hottie.
0: I like the sound of that.
1: Yeah. Mine was a guy. Doesn't have to be a guy. Pick your flavor. Uh, Mine was a cute guy, clean cut, wearing a tuxedo, holding a bouquet of red flowers as if if he was going to sweep me off to the theater, in love with me, wanting to woo me, wanting to be with me. Which made me realize I had no freaking clue how to allow money to be with me, especially when money wanted to be with me, like, you know, in, in a really big way in my life, I had built these sort of Herculean muscles for pushing money away that I never was aware of that I had until that second when I could feel that he wanted to be with me. And I had another one of those, oh shit moments. I don't even know how I don't even, I, I, I have the body. I'm the gatekeeper. All this time, I thought money had the power, but I've been pushing money away my whole life. It's up to me. So I asked him, what do I do? Which, by the way, is a great trick. When money is this gorgeous guy or gal or, you know, sweetheart, you ask a question, you get an answer. So I asked him, what do you need from me so you can be with me the way you want to be with me? How do I allow that? What do you need from me? And by the way, that question gives me the power. This is really important. This is not some law of attraction, money, honey, fairy, where you sit on the couch and think positive thoughts while this invisible friend runs off and lives your life and showers you with, with gold. That doesn't evolve you. That doesn't empower you. That's just another flavor of monster. So what do you need from me? All powerful me. Although I don't feel like that, what do you need from me to allow you to be with me the way you want to be? And when I asked that question the first time way back in 2003, he said, I just need you to love me and stop treating me like a monster. And and there was such like sweetness and heartbreak and vulnerability. And it also sounded fair, right? Right. Right. (laughs) Just stop abusing me, please. I want to be with
0: you. Yes, I love it.
1: That raised some awareness for me of, well, how have I been treating money like a monster? Well, every time somebody asked me what I charged, I would get all weird. I'm sure I'm the only person here who would eh, 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 choke or dance around it or come up with, you know, or fall back on the scripts. When somebody asks you what you charge, just give them a number and shut up. Yep. Give them the give give them the respective. Give them the number and shut up. You don't, don't justify it. Don't start discounting it. Just give them the number and shut up so that they can figure it out. So I didn't know that at the time. I'm, I was a tough case. So I made a deal with my money, honey, that next time he brought me a gift, which usually looked like somebody wanted to hire me, instead of going, ooh, frightening, icky, scary, wrong color, <laughs> wrong size, whatever, as, as if I had this stinky money monster, you know, right, on my right, shoulder right. that I didn't want anyone to know about. Instead, I would go, wow, thank you. So punchline is over the next 24 hours, four people reached out to me and hired me at double what I'd ever charged before.
0: And of I got, that to, happened.
1: I got aware of the impulse in me to want to talk them out of the, the sale. And I had never known that I was doing that before until I had made this commitment to be a loving relationship partner to this cute imaginary guy that I call money because <laughs> money is that area of life that needed my love and healing at the moment. So I just, that was when I became really crystal clear aware of the discomfort and made that decision to shut up and actually allow people to hire me. I have made millions of dollars since then. And I'm the person who was struggling to make a hundred dollars. I have kept millions of dollars. By the way, I've worked with clients on public assistance. I've worked with billionaires. There is drama on both extremes and everywhere in between human beings are human beings. Mm -hmm. And whether it's you don't make enough or you make it and you're afraid of losing it. Or you're the target. Yeah. What I have learned from deconstructing this and testing it on tens of thousands of people and seeing what works and seeing what works the best. Yeah. Is first of all, the root cause of your money problem is never really about money. It's about what money represents. You will not find your money monster just in the money story. Money represents love. Are you loved? Are you lovable? When did you, have you ever felt unloved or unlovable? Money represents worth. It measures worth. Are you worthy? Are you valued? Do you value yourself? All our like juiciest human wounds show up in the money, in the money relationship. Uh, Safety is a huge one. Is the world a safe place? Does the world want me? Do I want to be here? And then finally, in extension, that is power. Do I have any power? Anything that has ever made you feel unloved, unworthy, unsafe, or powerless is going to manifest itself in a monster. It can be, I, I usually, I'm because I'm known for the money thing and I've got my weird approach and I've got all these big results, I usually apply these wounds to a money monster. But I also have clients come to me for love monsters. I had a client this year come to me with a for a mold monster, a mold infection destroyed Ooh. her health. Oh boy. And the weird thing is, is we slayed the mold monster and replaced it with a new health, a new vitality and abundance, honey. And these catastrophic symptoms that were affecting her balance in her eyesight and all this kind of stuff actually improved dramatically after changing her relationship with health. So I believe, you know, the universe gets our attention through the three teachers of money, love, and health, but money will get our attention the fastest and the most dramatically because you can't separate it from anything
0: just wanted to pop in for a second to remind you that my goal is that you are a wealthy woman of influence. So taking a little bit what you learned from the show today, a little bit from maybe buying Morgana's book, Financial Alchemy, and partnering it with some solid and simple relationship marketing strategy and some cool branding strategies. That we teach in our She's Linked Up program, we are co-creating this beautiful world where there's more and more wealthy women of influence. I would love to chat with you about what that looks like for you. If you want more information, if you want to know a little bit about what that looks like, just grab a spot on our calendar. Go to karenyankovich.com/call, and you'll get a spot on our calendar. And these calls are just chock full of value. Listen, if we think it's a fit to work with you, we'll tell you what that looks like. But our goal is for you to get a ton of value from this call, a ton of next steps, opportunities, what we think you can do to start to build your path to being a wealthy or a wealthier woman of influence. Yankovich.com slash call, get you on the calendar. Our information plus Morgana's book, I think you have a winning combination. I was just going to ask you if you feel that there's a difference in this story for women than men.
1: Oh, I love that question. Okay, so we'll take a a detour and then remind me to go through the steps. Okay, sure. Yes, yes, and it's so cool on many levels. So, men, it's very painful for men because men aren't allowed to be men if they don't make money. It, especially if they're heterosexual, they they don't feel like they can date if they don't have money. And and to be fair. Most women don't want to date a guy who doesn't have money. So it's really devastating and castrating and totally gets in the way of love. It's different for women for several reasons because we're socialized to be caregivers. Right. I I once saw a guy say, if you want to make more money, give more value. And actually that that can often be the worst thing for a woman because we're over-delivering anyway and undervaluing ourselves. So are people-pleasing people pleasing and saying no to ourselves really, really gets in the way of, of a healthy, loving relationship with money. Imagine you love somebody who is abusing themselves and what that does to you and how hard that is to be around. And it's like that for a loving relationship with money. When money sees you betray yourself and demean yourself and expose yourself to people who, don't respect you or care for you. it's it's very hard for money to be with. When the monster is slain, I've noticed and it's 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 really, really sweet. Women, we tend to have this armor up to protect ourselves from this painful, scary world. We're protecting ourselves. we're re- protecting our kids. And it can be very hard for love to get in through the armor because we're in fight mode, mm-hmm. and that doesn't let love in, and that also doesn't let money in, or they or they're in conflict, and it, and and that's where you have situations where you make lots of money, but you're really good at getting rid of it too, easily betrayed and stuff like that. What happens is when the monster is slain and you've put everything into the monster. This is going back to the root cause, the love, worth, safety, and power stuff. When you put everything that you don't want in your life experience into that monster, every betrayal, everything that has made you feel not good enough, not valued, not loved, anything that does not sit right with you on the planet, every single thing that you do not want in your life experience moving forward, you put that in the monster First, you dig it up, that's step one. Then you personify the cause of it as the monster, that's step two. Step number three is you destroy it. None of that little mamby-pamby breaking up like I did back in 2003. Now you are like Xenia, Xena warrior princess, or Kali, or, you know, sacred warrior, and you blow it up, itchy, like Monty Python, thou shalt not pass. You just, you choose yourself, and you reject. Everything that went into that monster and it does not get to live. And I say as violent and as dramatic as possible. I know that my people are the love and light vegan woos. Also, a lot of big data types, you know, data companies, telecommunication. I have a lot of, I call them my data witches, very, very smart, high end technology executives who have that kind of. Like a little bit of weird that attracts them to me. Mm -hmm. So, but you want to you want to feel it all and you want to reject and slay that monster irrevocably, leave no bloody bits for a zombie monster and make it gone. That's step number three. Step number four, now there is open space for a completely different relationship with money that is the total opposite, that feels like love. The reason I prefer when possible a lover archetype for what I call the money honey is because lovers are equal. It's not money is Oprah or Gandhi or Jesus or anybody way up there. And you're just a little human being down here. No, these, this is a partner who you have the body, you have the power in the relationship. You can break this person's heart, but this person can see you through the eyes of love. How amazing you really are. Doesn't have any of your bullshit neuroses can see the situation without your anxiety. And it's like a hack into your frontal lobe genius zone to just relax things and see things clearly. See yourself as you really are. Through the eyes of the other, through the beloved, the money, honey. And then you can take action and you get there by having a conversation with your money, honey, which is step five. And action is step six because physical action is what makes it real yes, there's energy here. There's also a you know, full body emotion. What I'm really doing here from a scientific standpoint is I am lighting your neurology so that we can take triggers and create new responses that put you in the driver's seat. But it's also fun and it's not abstract. And it's juicy. So money is wired in human beings to bring up feelings of fear, scarcity, and separation. There was a study about this in 2008. A bunch of people think about family and loved ones and pets, and it lights up all these happy places in the brain. The topic of money comes up, boom, all the good stuff shuts down. So what I'm doing is I am attaching the good stuff to money so that you don't have to fight yourself. And when you no longer have to protect yourself from what you pursue and desire, it's amazing how quickly and dramatically things can change when you stop pushing it away. So is there energy? Yeah. But I'm not teaching law of attraction. I want something really just a lot more practical than that and a little less abstract.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So you have a book about this, right? So tell us about financial alchemy. Okay. So
1: I wrote a book because I can't coach everybody on the planet. And I don't want to coach everybody on the planet because in 2012, I slayed my love monster, just like the money monster met my husband two months later. And now we are 26 weddings deep into getting married a hundred times in a hundred countries. So I need some free time. So I wrote a book and, and launched it in 2013. And it, Became a huge bestseller in seven countries, including a bunch of countries that don't speak English. And then this year, I relaunched it on January 23, 2023. I would lose my, like, all of my woo woo credibility if I passed that by. <laughs> also, I looked at it and it was like the first version, one of my clients had her first quarter of a million dollar sales month just using my book before I ever knew she existed. Wow. So- have dozens and dozens of five-star reviews for the first edition. And I looked at it and I had, and anybody who's been in business for any amount of time, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I had that cringe. It's like, oh, I know more now. Yeah, I don't talk like that anymore. I really, oh my God, I've got to update it. So that's what I did is I updated it this is the 10 year anniversary special edition with new updated content and new bonuses inside.
0: Awesome. So we'll definitely put a link to that book to Amazon to the book to where you can purchase this book because you totally yeah. need to get this book. I totally want to get this book. Um, and what else and it's how a book else? but it's also a self-coaching system.
1: Ooh, just, okay. So
0: tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, it's it's does it go first... through your six steps? Oh yeah. The first half of the book is actually content. Mm -hmm. And then the second half of the book is the 12 months of magic and manifestation. So here's a clean page. So this is, it's, it's kind of like strategic planning meets magic and keep you on track with your relationship with money. And this is, this is where like people get the results is just by a minute or two a day of staying on track and just, doing, I'm a big fan of doing the least amount to get the biggest impact. So that's, I originally wrote the book for myself. I created these systems for myself back in 2006 and started getting these crazy results. And then I booked this big speaking deal and realized I had nothing to sell except coaching, which is creepy because that's like, you know, a marriage proposal on the first date. And that's when I came up with the first iteration of the book. And then in 2012, I had like the top literary agent in the world. And he wanted me to write a book proposal. And I was scared of writing a book proposal. So I thought maybe nobody would notice if I became a best-selling author. So that that, I launched the book out of procrastination. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's a self-coaching system. My intention is for you to have miracles using the book. Honestly, the better you do with the book the better a client you will be if you ever desire to work with me, because we will be starting at a higher level going, you know, into the deeper stuff faster. And if you get great results and you never hire me, fantastic. The world is a better place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you need to tell Morgana about that, you know, on her social media or on an Amazon review or all of those cool things. And you also have a, again Oh,
1: and also, when you get the book, come back to my website—total secret, nobody on Amazon knows—but come back to my website and go to the page that says "book" on my menu, and give me your name, email address, and your receipt number for the purchase, and you will get extra bonuses that none of those losers on Amazon—they're not losers, <laughs> but like none of those those, those people—we love secret Karen. surprise presents.
0: So, That's awesome. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll link to that too. And you have a quiz, right? A money love quiz. Tell us about yes. that. Well, everybody, you know,
1: we all love to know about ourselves, and right. we so want to. Like,
0: we'll take a quiz over what kind of potato chip we are,
1: right? You know, like, right. So, yeah. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> so the quiz is just it takes a look at you as a whole person in your whole life and where you are nailing it and strong, and the areas of life that are that need maybe some help to have the relationship with money and the ease to live a full life that focuses just on love, lifestyle and legacy, because that's the purpose of money is the freedom to focus on love, lifestyle and legacy. We're all on that same journey. So the quiz just lets you know where you are, where you're doing great, where you need help and then curated recommendations. Based on your results, it'll go, you know, maybe you want to listen to this, it's free. Or maybe you want to try this. And and so that's that's really all it is. And it just brings you into my world so that I can
0: serve you. Beautiful. How else can people find you? We'll link to all your social media below, but what's your favorite?
1: Well, the best, the best place is my website, morgana ray.com. It's the mothership, hundreds of videos and articles. So if you've got a question, because you will come up with a question. A lot of it is already answered for you. My book curates what comes up the most for people before, during, and after changing their relationship with money. It's the quiz, just getting into relationship with me so that I can continue to send you free tips. Send me a question. You'll probably see your answer in my newsletter. And I will check with you first. I usually do not share the name. Of a person mm-hmm. who asks, because I'm really big on protecting privacy. Yeah. But it's, That's it's great. for me, the most efficient way to, if you've got a question, then odds are very
0: high. Thousands of other people have the same question. Great. Great. So your book just came out, right? Early yeah. 2023. The new one. Um, what else is in store for you in, in, in this year coming up?
1: I am partnering on a new Coaching venture like nothing I have ever seen in my 20 years as a coach. It is a combination of theme- in person theme parks, sort of like it's sort of like Disneyland meets Dungeons and Dragons meets personal <laughs> development meets, meets Save the World. It's called Million Quest. It's gamified coaching with costumes. Costumes is very important to me. The game the million quest game is to positively impact 1 million sentient beings that is the that is the game the challenge that every participant takes on and that's why you do it but in the process of like facing your demons of doubt or your chasms of disconnection or what you know the you know the myriad of perils that show up in life and whenever we take on a challenge we have all these life coaching Games and exercises and magical cures to oh my gosh. equip you and your circle to actually accomplish things that you never could have done before and who that makes you in the process.
0: That is awesome. I see a part two to this interview coming later this year. Once that's rolling, I want to hear more about that. Morgana, thank you so much for being here. This was really, truly fascinating. I uh, highly recommend everybody check out more of Morgana's information, get the book, check out the quiz, and thanks again for being here. Mm, My pleasure. Thank you, Karen. I have to tell you, I do a lot. As you know, we're at episode 227, right? I've done a lot of interviews for this podcast. And this is one that I actually listened to a couple of times before we did any audio editing on it because I – just love the work. I just love the Morgana's energy. I love her content. And I think you're going to find that you should listen to this more than once as well, because it's just so much. She drops so many good value bombs. Her book is amazing. The 10th anniversary special edition. We'll put a link to the show notes in that. You need to check that out. And if you enjoyed this episode, you know, we love to know about that. So take a quick screenshot on your phone of this episode and share it on your social media. Tag me tag Morgana, let us, all the information to tag us is in the uh, show notes for this page or go to karenyankovich.com slash 227 and you can find all of that. And we'll share your post with our audiences and then we all get more visibility, right? And this is how we lift each other up. So I would really appreciate it if you do that. Again, we also love Your reviews, I love your ratings and reviews. Please, if you have not done this, especially if you're a regular listener listener of the show, if you have not gone in and given us a rating or review, today's a good day to do that. There's no better day to do that than today. It helps us help more people. And your reviews help me understand the kinds of content you want more of. So we love your ratings and reviews in the show notes. We have a link for speak pipe where you can leave us an audio message. I personally respond to every one of those audio messages. First of all, I would love to have a little mini voice chat with you. Maybe you want to tell us about a guest, you know, a guest I should interview or a topic you'd love to hear me talk about, or just, you want to give me some information on a, a show you heard. I love your voice messages. And again, the link for that is in our, in the show notes at com slash 227. So if you want to learn more about how we here in Karen Yankovic land and our She's Linked Up community are helping more women become wealthy women of influence, grab a spot on our calendar. karenyankovichcom slash call gets you to the calendar. It's just a I mean, we have a simple little application, but mainly it's because we want to come to that call really prepared to talk to you, really prepared to support you. If we think it's a fit to talk about our program, we'll tell you that. But honestly, the goal is to get you value on that call. So if you're enjoying this show, you definitely want to grab a spot on our calendar. KarenYankovic.com slash call gets you there. I thoroughly enjoyed this show. I hope you did too. And I will see you back here again next week with another episode.